Well, welcome back, faithful followers of the Care Team Podcast. This is episode 46. My name is Tommy, and uh, and all, as always, our go-to verse is Romans 12.2. Change your mind, change your life. And we are, we are joined today uh, by a special guest, Rick. Uh, he is our community life pastor. Rick, we are just so glad that you can come on uh, on the show with us today. So great to be here. Yeah, we're we're so excited that Rick is on the team. Yes. And uh, but before we uh, dive in today, uh, we have a, a soft start. And uh, so our soft start today is: Would you rather? So <laughs> he's already <laughs> laughing. This is this is scary. Not a, this is not a good sign. <laughs> Would you rather not be able to stop dancing? <laughs> or not stop singing. <laughs> Ooh. Let's let guests go first today. Not stop dancing. Or not stop singing. Or not stop singing. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Wow. I, I think I would rather not be asked this question. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather uh, not stop dancing. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one because nobody wants to hear me sing. <laughs> it just seems like I would lose my voice eventually after anyway, so. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go with singing because dancing I don't do well, and it sounds physically exhausting. Would you rather only be able to jump everywhere you go <laughs> or only be able to walk on your hands oh, wherever gosh. you go? Jump. I would jump everywhere. Yep. If you're on your hands that long, the blood's going to rush to your head, and then you're just not going to be able but to But you would function. be able to do that. She's so practical, isn't she? I, I would probably still rather jump. I have to think realistically about things. Even though it's not realistic to jump everywhere, it's more realistic. Yeah. All right, so our last question is, uh, before we get into our topic for today, is uh, would you rather have a song of your choice play repeatedly 24 hours a day for a year <laughs> or have songs you have no control over play 24 hours a day for a year oh <laughs> this is a this is like there's not a good answer to this <laughs> one yeah. uh, uh. it's the song of your choice i mean at least you get to choose there right so yes it may be crazy after a few months of that but at least you you had some <laughs> you had initial some control <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah that's a that's rough wow they're like mean people that come up with these <laughs> questions. <laughs> I think it would also Tommy. drive me crazy yeah, it's, to it's listen all my to fault. the same yeah. song over and over. Yeah. I'm just not somebody who can really do that. So as long as there's no nonsense, then I could probably do a random song or a random few songs. But if it's like ridiculous, then I would not. Well, that's like the whole it. point. You have no control over that. It could no be control. all ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah. mm. <laughs> No I'm going to pass on this. There's no good answer. <laughs> well, as we dive into our topic today, our topic is about groups and uh, the importance of life groups. And as we get, you know, groups coming up, uh, or we're launching groups here in a few weeks. Uh, we just want to kind of take a pause and talk about groups. Absolutely. So. Um, before we get going and, and dive deeper into talking about community and groups, we'd like to give Rick the opportunity to just kind of tell our listeners, our church about himself. He's he's new to the area, new to the new to the church and the community. So, uh, Rick, give us a little background on your on your life and uh, getting here and how you got here. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, first of all, I have to start with my family. I'm married to, to Susie. I have one daughter, Emma. Uh, Susie and I celebrated our 30th anniversary just uh, a month ago or so. Congratulations. Yes. Awesome. That's exciting. And uh, Emma's a senior at Texas Tech University uh, and has one more one more year left, hopefully. 
but uh, excited to be here. I'm new to Northside, as Tom mentioned, uh, just a few weeks into this, but had um, opportunities to serve both in Connecticut as an executive pastor for many years, and then most recently in Texas as a campus pastor. And in all those roles, have had a big role in community life and groups, and, and mm-hmm. uh, which I feel has prepared me now for my position here at Northside. So, so excited to be here with y'all, and uh, I think it's a great church and a great place to be. So really glad to have you. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Uh, And so, so Rick, I mean, you know, as we think about groups and we think about uh, our mission here at at, at Northside, you know, uh, for the listeners, you guys are all too familiar with the three C's, connecting people to Christ, connecting people to community, connecting people to their calling. And so for this segment, for this episode, we want to talk specifically about community and in the context of groups and what that means and, and how that, and eventually how that, you know, what that looks like too for care. But uh, what, what what is your heart behind groups? Uh, what what is your uh, what is what is your theology? What what is God putting on your heart uh, when it comes to groups? Yeah, I mean specifically when we talk about Northside about Christ community and calling, it obviously specifically addresses that community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it has a profound impact on on our walk with Christ and walking into our calling as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's probably no better place to walk any of those three C's out than within the context of groups with life groups, uh, because that really has to do with discipleship. And you can't mm-hmm. disciple the crowd, really. You need to disciple uh, uh, people individually. And it's just really impossible to do unless we're able to kind of get ourselves into a smaller uh, group of community where we get to know each other and hear from each other and sharpen each other. So it obviously has a profound impact on groups um, and community has a uh, groups has a profound impact on community as well, but not just that about yeah. Christ and calling. As there, well. You know, when we, and Tommy kind of alluded to this, um, when we talk about groups, that's, there's a lot of different types of groups to be in. We've got a, a leadership group. Um, we've got, we've got life groups and, and we have uh, care groups and support groups Uh your, your title, your role is really over anything in the church that has to do with community. Is there a specific, um, again, as Tommy was saying, we're, we're going to be kicking off starting this weekend and kind of the whole month of August of really trying to get people plugged into either a life group or a support group. It, what is, talk a little bit more about the specifics of what is the benefit what are the benefits to people for being a part of a life group? If I'm if I'm at home and I'm listening to you right now, Rick, and I'm not in a life group, what's your encouragement for being in one? Why would I want to join a life group? Yeah, it's it's really could be boiled down to this for me, and the way I like to word that is that uh, we're all better together than we are apart. We're all uh, have the opportunity to sharpen each other and get better and. Uh, Bad things happen in isolation mm. for, for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly you guys know that in care ministry is that, you know, that's when the devil attacks is when we separate ourselves, when we kind of say we could do this on our own, we're strong enough to do it on our own. And we're just so much better in groups. That's whether that's in the animal kingdom. We know that we've watched, uh, you know, those, those shows, right? My wife won't watch them with me. So maybe <laughs> not, well one day, but she knows some animals going to get killed and, and won't watch it. But you know, you see it all the time. That poor wildebeest that separates from the pack is the one that the the predator mm-hmm. goes after. And that's right. And not only that, do they mm-hmm. they look for the the sickly ones, the ones that are you know. Uh, so we feel in groups we can get you healthy mm-hmm. and get you 
part of a support system and part of a group and part of a community where now we could thrive because um, we very rarely thrive alone. That's great. That's great. That's good. Yeah, you know, one thing I think about too is when I think about groups, I think about all the times in scripture uh, where we talk about one another, you know, just uh, spur on one another, uh, encourage one another, pray with one another, uh, uh, share burdens with one another, you know, Galatians 6. It's just like, you know, all the times where it's where it talks about one another and it's really hard to do that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, honestly and, and, and kind of jokingly, but seriously, it's, it's, it's hard to do that if you're alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing I think about too is, uh, I remember, I think it was Ted Cunningham said, um, uh, he was, he's one of the, 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 uh, pastors that comes in like different date events, stuff like that. And he, he, his illustration was, was really cool. He goes, uh, every couple, every individual is in need of backup singers. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so question is we all have backup singers. Maybe the backup singer in our life without group is social media, or maybe it's our friends at work, or maybe it's someone else or, or whoever family members, but it's, you know, the, the question that he was posing that one time when he, he mentioned that, he said, uh, he's like, who is your backup singers? Are, are they, are they coming at, are they giving you advice? Are they, are they, are they encouraging you with Christ centered solutions or are the solutions they are giving you or the encouragement they're giving you? Is it distracting you from being more Christ-like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the key, right? It's, it's having that discernment to know um, who is coming into your life and are they, is that person leading you down a good path or down a bad path? Mm-hmm. You know, cause mm-hmm. When, the de- when God wants to bless you, he's going to bring a person into your life. You know, when the devil wants to hurt you, he, he's going to bring a person into your life mm-hmm. oftentimes mm-hmm. To, to head you down the wrong path. So yeah. it's up for us to know who we're linking ourselves with, who we're joining with, who's going to be our community, who's going to be our group, who's going to be our posse that's going to, mm-hmm. are they going to head us in a positive direction or a negative direction? And discerning that is, is the key. That's yeah. good. So Callie, when when you think about groups, what 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 is what is your experience with groups? What are the things that you've seen uh, go well in groups? What are the, some things that uh, that that you think that, uh, that that with your experience that you've seen with groups, whether good, bad, or indifferent, or and and I want to piggyback on that before you you answer because I know your involvement um, with the with the young adults um, that you often start in a big group, but you have smaller groups. Um, community within community that you break off into. So even talking specifically from a young adult perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we do have a big group and over the summer right now, we're actually not breaking into small groups just because it's more of like a community oriented thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, they're like, we're going to take a break from groups. And so it's just going to be hanging out. We have things that people can do to just do together to get to talk to people they don't know. Um, and I think that's just a really good thing for people who are new. It doesn't feel as, um, it's like an opportunity for them to get to know people with like no strings attached kind of. Mm-hmm. So there's like just an ability to like communicate with people you don't know. Um, this is the first thing that I kind of thought about. Um, I led a handful of groups through um, young adults. And I remember there was um, a couple that was in one of my groups and there was a lot going on with both of them individually, but also as a couple, um, just a lot of just difficulty with family dynamics, also just individually walking through a lot of things. And I remember um, there was one time I had to kind of tell them like, hey, like, this is a group dynamic and they were just very to themselves. They kind of isolated. 
um, and they would whisper a lot. And when people were trying to be vulnerable and I was like, hey, like, I know that you guys are a couple, you like spending time together, but this is a time when we all want to be seen and heard. And you really just need to make sure that you're being intentional about mm -hmm. opening space for people to be able to do that. And so they feel respected and seen. And I will never forget um, just kind of her response. Like she wasn't used to people like kind of correcting her behavior or doing it in a way like where she felt like she could be um, vulnerable and open to hearing other people's stories and stuff. So I remember I kind of corrected her and I was like, I'm just doing it because I know if you wanted to share something, I would want other people to respect and listen to you. And her response, it was so unexpected because she was very like closed off to a lot of people. She was really to herself. And just afterwards, she's like, can I hug you? And I was like, sure. Like, cause it was very like kind of an unexpected thing, but just like, just the ability to like build that trust with people and just honestly even have hard conversations with people through life groups, being able to um, get close. And I don't exactly know why that was the example that was brought to me, but mm -hmm. it was something that I hadn't thought about for a long time. And um, I think just with her, she really felt like she couldn't trust a lot of people. And so I think the ability to just be intentional with one another, listen to each other's stories, being able to um, grow together and be able to just hear and see people where they're at. Um, is really important and that was actually I was going to ask you Rick about um, I know a lot of people that really struggle to trust people especially in group settings or like how can I be vulnerable with people in a group setting when I struggle to even be vulnerable with like a closer friend or so what is your encouragement to people that kind of struggle with trust and I know it's kind of an internal thing I know it's something they have to work through as well but what is your encouragement for people that kind of struggle with that? Yeah, that's uh, something we have to talk about a lot in groups, right? Mm -hmm. And we're always trying to take the bigger crowd, if you will, the people that maybe attend on a Sunday or a young adult mm -hmm. session of hundreds uh, and try to get them into a smaller group. But even that smaller group of 8, 10, 12 can be daunting. Yeah. Uh, so it's encouraging them to to find their, their people, you know, to uh, find their spots and pick their spots to be vulnerable. And they may not be vulnerable to the 12, but they may... Mm -hmm. be vulnerable to a smaller group of one other person that they could share with. So even though you may be joining a group that's more than one other person, uh, chances are you're going to find that one other person that you have confidence in and you have trust in. So just uh, giving people the opportunity mm -hmm. um, to be trusted, is, we call it gifted trust. I have to gift trust to somebody um, to see how they respond. And... You know, our prayer is that they respond biblically and in a way in, in a Christ-like manner. Uh, but letting that person know that that may not be your person if you didn't, mm -hmm. um, if this didn't turn out to be somebody you could trust. But even, you know, even Jesus had his 12, but he had his three, too. You yep. know, he had yeah. his inner circle. Yep. And you'll find your, you'll find your one other person, there's two other people, three other people that you know mm -hmm. I can trust if you're willing to um you know, to step out there in faith that that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, and, and I appreciate uh, Tom bringing up and uh, Callie talking about it and, and even even you bring it up too, Rick, about the different groups. Like, uh, you know, I, I know one of the things I've, I've found is helpful uh, is just helping people see that there's there's different seasons of groups. You know, uh, we have groups in, in the high school ministry with our with our NSM and you know, the college age and then into adult age and just seeing that there's a lot of different seasons which we have groups available and just just like you said trying to find that that that's that that sweet spot that where you you, you feel that 
you can go there, you can begin to to know about people and then eventually become known and, and mm-hmm. start opening up. Yeah. And the key is not drawing, not portraying one person's reaction on everybody else, right? Just because yeah. you gifted trust to somebody once doesn't mean that everybody's going to be untrustworthy. Oh, those absolutely. are dangerous yeah. mm-hmm. um, slopes to, those are slippery slopes to get on, right? So, uh, and we tell people in groups, that first group you join may not be the one that you yeah. end up with, but you know, you may say, well, this didn't turn out to be the exact group for me, but I tried another one and maybe that wasn't, but the third one was the charm yeah. and I found <laughs> this is a group I'm going to stay with and these are my people for the next mm-hmm. 8, 10, 12 years of my life or whatever mm-hmm. the season is for them, but uh, we let them know that just don't just don't take one bad experience and, and assume that yeah. the rest of them are going to yeah. be bad. So. I yeah. think, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, Rick. Um, so one of the things in our support groups, and, and we we don't call them care groups per se, we call them support groups. And I think there's a reason for that. And this kind of leads into a comment and a question. And that is within the care community and the support groups, there's a lot about literally supporting. You're, you're walking through something difficult um, you've got people that, first of all, can identify with you, but also want to walk beside you. But I think something, and we just talked about this last night in our Celebrate Recovery, there's also a lot of accountability. And I think sometimes as adults, maybe we don't always assume that we need accountability, or maybe we simply don't want it. Um, talk a little bit about the role of a general life group, um, a small group for people who are used to that terminology, in accountability in our lives and i I think you alluded to it earlier yeah that's a that's a great question so there's there's different types of accountability that we get in life Mm -hmm. so um we could get accountability from what i would call positional authority you know he's the boss he's the president of the company because he has that title i need to respect him i need to give him uh you know he's an authority over my life Mm -hmm. i i believe that to be kind of the one of the weakest forms of authority uh, that you get or, or the ability to speak into people's lives. Then there's what you would call an experiential type of authority you get or somebody's university trained, uh, you know, as a, as a counselor, as a whatever. I, I go to somebody that's a dentist that has been trained how to do that, right? Um, but I could, I, I would go to somebody because of their expertise, because of their knowledge base, uh, and they could speak into my life because they've yeah. been trained as a counselor. They've, however, whatever their background is in their training. But the real, uh, the, the most effective form of authority that people have in their life and accountability they can get is when that comes from a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm getting to know all you fine people here, and I believe you to be that. But, you know, right now, you know, Tom could come to me and say, hey, hey, Rick, you know, the way you said that to Callie just then, man, it didn't come off right. And I didn't, you know, didn't appreciate the way you said that. And But we just we're just getting to know each other. Right. You know, I, I, I believe this, that we're going to be great friends and, and do a lot of life together. And, and when in six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, when you come and say that to me from a place of that, I know it's out of a place of love and a friendship. You know, you, you could say that to me, and that carries that authority and the accountability, which is why it's great. It's great to to get support and, and, and in groups, but eventually the people that can really speak into you and give you true accountability are going to be those those friends, those close friends that you know it's coming from a place of love. Yep. 
um, and not just experience or expertise that's or great. because I'm the boss. And that's why, what another reason I believe groups to be so important. Well, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think that's, you know, the story that you, that you gave, the example you gave, I, I think that's a wonderful example that, 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 that you loved her enough to, to wound her. I mean, not, but not with mm-hmm. the intent to leave her wounded, but to, yeah. to, to, to help, you know, be the hands and feet of Jesus and God working through you to fill her back up. That was what I was thinking of when you were talking, Rick, just like wounds of a friend can be trusted. Yeah. Like you have to, but you have to build that trust. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, I think what you just said, Rick, is probably if nobody heard anything else today, uh, mm-hmm. what you just said about building those relationships to a place. We used to use a term in recovery about, I arm you with the information to save me. And, and so that's what I heard you saying is we're going to build this relationship and build this trust to the point that I'm, I'm enabling you to help me really is. Mm-hmm. is and, and so I love that. That's good. So, um, we, as we, as we turn the corner a little bit, we want to talk about, you know, solutions. So we've been talking a lot about groups and the importance of groups and the value of groups and, and, uh, a couple different types of groups, but, but, uh, but Rick, uh, for those listening, how how can they get plugged in? What what's what's a what's a good next step? Uh, what what would be your recommendation for somebody who's like, I've never been to a group, or I I'm, I still don't understand what a group is and what what groups are available. For sure. Well, certainly here at Northside, you know, there's a, a couple mechanisms that we make it really easy. Uh, you know, especially for listeners, if they just wanted the text uh, groups, the word groups to eight one four one one, that'll bring you right to our. Uh, groups page and you could see the different type of support groups and life groups and mm-hmm. uh, things mm-hmm. that even we even call learning communities and things that uh, where people could uh, attend a group that's more structured like a class that's more informational based uh, versus relational based but that'll bring you directly there of course you can go to our website at my uh, com slash info and then there's a, a tab there that says connect and that'll again bring you to wherever that is so those are two great ways of course if you're here on campus you could see us we are in group connect season like you say that's starting this weekend uh and we'll go for the next three or four uh weekends where you could just we'll have a presence in the in the lobby and you could see us there you know for those that aren't you know part of this community uh you know it there's opportunities to find we believe that you could find that in the church is the best way to find that right because you're going to at least connect into biblical uh, communities. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so find your, your local uh, church that you can do that for sure. But uh, we encourage people to do that because it even in the even in the chapters and verses we go to as groups pastors, uh, we're in Acts chapter two, uh, starting in verse forty two through forty seven that talks about uh, how, you know, people gathered themselves and for you know, for fellowship and mm-hmm. breaking of bread and prayer and teaching and things like that. Uh, which we point to, and, and those things are better done in a group than in a large setting, right? Yes. But mm-hmm. Even before that, if you go up just a few uh, verses before that, in verse 38, it says you first need to repent and be baptized, you know? So, you know, the, the initial part of all this is let's let's understand who Jesus is in your life. Amen. Turn away from your sins, repent, be baptized, and now get in the community. So, uh, Rick, can you tell us a little about the the group finder? I I, I know you, you were briefly talking about if you, if you text groups to eight one four one one, you can pull it up. But but uh, for someone who's trying to figure out how to navigate it, what are what are some some good recommendations you have for that? Because I know there's different filters and things like that. Yeah, within a groups finder and everything we talked about texting eight one four one one to I mean texting groups to eight one four one one or going to my Northside 
com slash info, it'll bring you there. But then within group finders, there's filters there. You could find groups that are for, uh, you know, empty nesters. You could find groups for families. You could find groups for young adults, uh, students, all those things. So there's filters there where you can get to the group that would be most pertinent to where you are in your stage of life right yeah. now. So mm. use that to your advantage. Awesome. Awesome. And I, I know, too, what I think it's cool uh, when you guys are done with group finder where you put the uh, the day of the week that they're meeting, the time, uh uh, the season of life, you know, where it's like, you know, cause sometimes it's any season and the location. Oh yeah. So. Location. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, and, and when we think about care, uh, there, there's a handful of things that we're starting this fall with care. Uh, so one of which is our reboot class. So if you're a, uh, if you are a, uh, active service member or res- if you're actively serving, whether it be active reserve national guard, you're invited. Uh, if you're a combat veteran, you're invited. If you're a non-combat veteran, you're invited. If you're a spouse or close friend of someone who, who has been in the military, uh, you are invited. Because for anyone who has service-related trauma, uh, it's a 12-week class, and uh, we would love to have you there. The cool thing is part of the class is all of your curriculum is covered. To, to be a reboot reboot site, we can't pass off on – we can't pass any – expenses off yeah, to anyone. It's the, it's the heart of the founders yeah. of the program. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but we also have a couple things too, starting on care night. I know, uh, did you want to talk about like the, the, the prayer? Yeah, and I, the I think that's treat. a nice opportunity maybe for somebody who's either looking to get involved or feels like I would love to come and be cared for and loved, but I, I don't necessarily have a problem I can name. Um, we've started a few different things. One that's been going um, for a little while now and we're really trying to build is our, our care night chapel. And we really see this as not just for folks who are already coming to care night, but maybe for people who are new to the faith, maybe people who can't make it on the weekend, um, a place to be just loved and cared for and learn a little bit more about the Lord and his word. Um, and so in addition, kind of what we thought were good additions to that is we're adding uh, a scripture room, which kind of sounds strange. Um, it, we got the idea from from a book, and the idea is that we really think um, God's word stands on its own. It doesn't always need interpretation. And so we're going to have scripture being read over our church and our community and the evening, the entire time care night is going on, which is about an hour and a half. Next to that room, we will have a prayer room. Um, It's a place that you can go pray by yourself privately, a place where you can get prayer, ask for prayer, and a place where you can offer prayer for people. And, Mm -hmm. and so again, um, these aren't your traditional sort of structured groups, but they are a group and it is available. Uh, and we'd love, even if you have never been a part of care night before to come and be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Well, I, as we get to wrap up, uh, Rick, I just want to uh, give you an opportunity just to have the final word, final thoughts, anything that uh, maybe God has pressed on your heart that, that you want to share with our listeners. Yeah, for sure. You know, first of all, just so excited to be here and working with you all. I mean, it's really a great team and I'm excited to be here. And love what you guys are doing in our care ministry and in our care night and, and the support you conceived. We really believe if you're in the community, you're anywhere near us, like come to come to Northside on Monday uh, Monday nights. You know, you can get cared for. You can get support uh, for whatever's ailing you. So it's great to know for our community that they have that resource and that we've dedicated ourselves to, to being there for the community, not just the folks here at Northside. So it's great. And I, and I love the opportunity to talk about groups, so I thank you uh, for the opportunity to share this with everybody. Absolutely. It really is, you know, you, you really, it's tough to be ministered to in a crowd, mm-hmm. and it's much better for all of us if we're in a smaller group, a smaller setting, 
to find those people, Callie, like mm -hmm. we talked about, that, that could really speak into your life and to, to, to sharpen you and strengthen you. So uh, these are all opportunities to do that. So I thank you guys for, for asking mm -hmm. me here. Awesome. Well, we're, we're so glad you, you came on, and uh, yeah. it's our hope to, to have you on uh, sometime down the line, uh, and uh, hopefully you'd, you'd want to come back. So. I'd love that. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> but uh, as, as we get ready to wrap up, uh, we're reminded that prayer is primary. It's it's, it's one of the yes. primary ways that we want to care for you. And so uh, so with that, uh, Tom, do you mind closing us out? I'd love to. Thank okay. you. Well, Heavenly Father, we're, we are truly grateful to have Rick part of the Northside team and family and community and that he and Susie have come and, and um, have answered your call to be here. Um, Lord, we know you're going to do great things and, and build more and more community here. And Lord, I just want to pray for all those that are listening that uh, maybe have not um, ever been involved or it's been a long time or because of COVID had to drop out of a, a life group and just encourage them, Lord, to, to join a life group, to, to be involved, to have community. And I'm reminded uh, of your your commands that we're to to love you with all of our being and to love our neighbors as ourselves and um, it's hard to love neighbors if we're not interacting with them and so Lord we we all need the support and love and accountability of, of being with others and especially those that share in the faith so Lord I just just pray that for everyone that's listening um, bless uh, all the folks that listen, even those in other countries. Lord, we're just uh, grateful to have you as listeners. Hope this has uh, spoken to your heart and uh, your soul. And uh, we ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks again, Rick, for coming on. And uh, don't forget to follow us. Uh, we have an episode every Thursday morning, 7 a.m., so you can catch this episode or others, either on YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Spotify. And you can always go to mynorsa.com slash care for additional resources. We love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.